Book Seven of the Analects of Confucius, translated by William Jennings. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Seven, Characteristics of Confucius: An Incident. Said the Master, "I, as a transmitter and not an originator, and as one who believes in and loves the ancients, venture to compare myself with our old Peng." Footnote sixteen. Regarding transmitter, in reference to his editing the six classics of his time. What find you indeed in me, a quiet brooder and a memorizer, a student never satiated with learning, an unwearied monitor of others? The things which weigh heavily upon my mind are these: failure to improve in the virtues, failure in discussion of what is learned. Inability to walk according to knowledge received as to what is right and just, inability also to reform what has been amiss. In his hours of recreation and refreshment, the master's manner was easy and unconstrained, affable and winning. Once he exclaimed, "Alas, I must be getting very feeble. Tis long since I have had a repetition of the dreams in which I used to see the Duke of Zhou." Footnote seventeen regarding the Duke of Zhou. This was one of his beloved ancients, famous for what he did in helping to found the dynasty of Zhou. A man of great political wisdom, a scholar also, and poet. It was the dream of Confucius' life to restore the country to the condition in which the Duke of Zhou left it. Concentrate the mind, said he, upon the good way. Maintain firm hold upon virtue. Rely upon philanthropy. Find recreation in the arts. Footnote eighteen: These were six in number, viz., ceremonial, music, archery, horsemanship, language, and calculation. I have never withheld instruction from any, even from those who have come for it with the smallest offering. No subject do I broach, however, to those who have no eager desire to learn. No encouraging hint do I give to those who show no anxiety to speak out their ideas. Nor have I anything more to say to those who, after I have made clear one corner of the subject, cannot from that give me the other three. If the master was taking a meal and there were any in mourning beside him, he would not eat to the full. On one day on which he had wept, on that day he would not sing. Addressing his favorite disciple, he said, "To you only and myself it has been given to do this: to go when called to serve, and to go back into quiet retirement when released from office." Tsz lu, hearing the remark, said, "But if, sir, you had the handling of the army of one of the greater states, whom would you have associated with you in that case?" The master answered. Not the one who aroused the tiger, not the one who weighed the hur, not the man who can die with no regret. He must be one who should watch over affairs with apprehensive caution, a man fond of strategy and of perfect skill and effectiveness in it. Footnote nineteen, about the army of one of the greater states. Literally, three forces. Each force consisted of twelve thousand five hundred men, and three of such forces were the equipment of a greater state. As to wealth, he remarked, if wealth were an object that I could go in quest of, 
I should do so even if I had to take a whip and do groom's work. But seeing that it is not, I go after those objects for which I have a liking. Among matters over which he exercised great caution were times of fasting, war, and sickness. When he was in the state of qi and had heard the ancient shao music, he lost all perception of the taste of his meat. I had no idea, said he, that music could have been brought to this pitch. In the course of conversation, Ran Yu said, Does the master take the part of the prince of Wei? Ah, yes, said Zi Gong, I will go and ask him that. On going in to him, that disciple began, What sort of men were Bo Er and Shu Qi? Worthies of the olden time, the master replied. Had they any feelings of resentment? was the next question. Their aim and object, he answered, was that of doing the duty which every man owes to his fellows, and they succeeded in doing it. What room further for feelings of resentment? The questioner on coming out said, The master does not take his part. With a meal of coarse rice, said the master, and with water to drink, and my bent arm for my pillow, even thus I can find happiness. Riches and honors without righteousness are to me as fleeting clouds. Give me several years more to live, said he, and after fifty years' duty of the book of changes, I might come to be free from serious error. The master's regular subjects of discourse were the books of the odes and history, and the upkeeping of the rules of propriety. On all of these he regularly discoursed. The Duke of Shi questioned Tsz Lu about Confucius, and the latter did not answer. Hearing of this, the master said, Why did you not say, He is a man with a mind so intent on his pursuits that he forgets his food, and finds such pleasure in them that he forgets his troubles, and does not know that old age is coming upon him? As I came not into life with any knowledge of it, he said, and as my likings are for what is old, I busy myself in seeking knowledge there. Strange occurrences, exploits of strength, deeds of lawlessness, references to spiritual beings, such like matters the master avoided in conversation. Let there, he said, be three men walking together. From that number I should be sure to find my instructors. For what is good in them I should choose out and follow, and what is not good I should modify. On one occasion he exclaimed, Heaven begat virtue in me, what can man do unto me? To his disciples he once said, Do you look upon me, my sons, as keeping anything secret from you? I hide nothing from you. I do nothing that is not manifest to your eyes, my disciples. That is so with me. Four things there were which he kept in view in his teaching. Scholarliness, conduct of life, honesty, faithfulness. It is not given to me, he said, to meet with a sage. Let me but behold a man of superior mind, and that will suffice. Neither is it given to me to meet with a good man. Let me but see a man of constancy, and it will suffice. It is difficult for persons to have constancy when they pretend to have that which they are destitute of, to be full when they are empty, to do things on a grand scale when their means are contracted. When the master fished with hook and line, he did not also use a net. 
when out with his bow he would never shoot at game in cover some there may be said he who do things in ignorance of what they do i am not of these there is an alternative way of knowing things bees to sift out the good from the many things one hears and follow it and to keep in memory the many things one sees pupils from hushang were difficult to speak with one youth came to interview the master and the disciples were in doubt whether he ought to have been seen why so much ado said the master at my merely permitting his approach and not rather at my allowing him to draw back if a man have cleansed himself in order to come and see me i receive him as such but i do not undertake for what he will do when he goes away is the philanthropic spirit far to seek indeed the master exclaimed i wish for it and it is with me the minister of crime in the state of chen asked confucius whether duke zhao of lu was acquainted with the proprieties and he answered yes he knows them when confucius had withdrawn the minister bowed to wu ma qi a disciple and motioned to him to come forward he said i have heard that superior men show no partiality are they too then partial that prince took for his wife a lady of the wu family having the same surname as himself and had her named lady zi of wu the elder if he knows the propriety then who does not the disciple reported this to the master who thereupon remarked well for me if i err in any way others are sure to know of it when the master was in company with any one who sang and who sang well he must needs have the song over again and after that would join in it although in letters he said i may have none to compare with me yet in my personification of the superior man i have not as yet been successful a sage and a philanthropist how should i have the ambition said he all that i can well be called is this an insatiable student an unwearied teacher this and no more exactly what we your disciples cannot by any learning manage to be said gong xi hua once when the master was seriously ill tsz lu requested to be allowed to say prayers for him are such available asked the master yes said he and the manual prayer says pray to the spirits above and to those here below my praying has been going on a long while said the master lavish living he said renders men disorderly miserliness makes them hard better however the hard than the disorderly again the man of superior mind is placidly composed the small-minded man is in a constant state of perturbation the master was gentle yet could be severe had an overawing presence yet was not violent was deferential yet easy end of book 7 recording by li jing